2: Hello and welcome to this, the final episode of Series 2 of the Dabblers Book Club. I am Hadja. I am Curtis. And this is the podcast for people who have never read Chaucer and probably never will. We are at the end of Series 2. That's another ah, 10 episodes. Job done. Should have been about 20 if I had uh, kept up my pace of reading, but I didn't. I didn't manage to do one every fortnight.
0: Um, it's not your fault. Reading is slow and we both have, you know, stuff on in the day and sports podcasts, they nail it out. Every Monday morning Mm. because they watch what went on at the weekend. We can't do that. We can't commit to reading a book that quickly. I don't know how people who go to actual book clubs manage it.
2: I've seen on Twitter some people, I mean, some are talking about like how hard it's been to read this year. And, you know, some have only managed sort of 10, 20 books. But then others have like read 150, 200 books this year.
0: Yeah. People Um, on furlough.
2: (laughs) (laughs) No, like actual, like actual readers, you know, when that's what all they do, they're not on their phone 24 7. Um, like when I think that I spend about four hours a day on my phone that that's yep. a book every two days <laughs> It is,
0: and you yeah, I mean you know your relationship with your phone is um brilliant. I give not too much time to my phone and more to my reading, mm. but I still read fuck well,
2: all. well done, you no, you didn't. you've read like forty fifty books this year. I swear.
0: Well, it's interesting you should bring that up because I've got a list.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, we should probably introduce this episode, actually. So this is, uh, well, it's not really one of our 10 episodes of this series. It's our end of the year Quick sort of special where we talk about books we've read this year, whether they were on or off the Doubler's Book Club list, and we'll just talk about the year in general. You can go back to your list now. What were you going to tell us?
0: No, no, I'd rather talk about the year twenty oh, twenty. So uh
2: <laughs> I mean, there's no point, is there? What What is there to say? Well, Have you had a good? You've had a quite a good year, though, all things considered, right? Oh,
0: it's been so fucking boring.
2: <laughs> I know, it's but. Weird other than that you've done um, well at work you're sort of reading lots you um, Curtis is very good at having his routines so yeah. you've been you've got into running this year you talk about how oh we haven't done a run in ages it's like you run about 5 times a week and you do mm-hmm. on average like eight 10k a run yeah didn't and go today Too cold. i'm proud of myself when i leave the house to go to the shop next door <laughs> to get some food <laughs> um so different experiences this year Yeah.
0: well th- no that being said yeah so i suppose i coped and some good stuff came out of it but uh, no really dull i like <laughs> i like going to meet people i like going for a drink i like going to restaurants with you yeah. i like going to watch comedy with you
2: and also, I don't know if you know this about Curtis, because he doesn't mention it. He used to be a guitarist. Um, he never mentions that. Or used to go to Monaco. <laughs> Someone at
0: work takes the piss out of me for <laughs> this. It's
2: because you have the same stories and you just sort of spin different angles on them each time. It's, it's very interesting to
0: me. I've played guitar for the Mafia. <laughs> that is fucking interesting. I have been in a backing band for a Mafia boss. Tell me that's not a good story.
2: <laughs> I mean, it wasn't an official backing band who just came up and, and grabbed Demanded the microphone that we and decided to sing. It was one thing to sort of step into a full time time job wasn't it um, but you were still getting to travel and with work and with me in holidays and now lockdown has just been like right none of that at all yeah
0: no that's been boring well I got I did a few bits of work travel this year when I say a few I did two <laughs> uh, but they were good ones and then yeah we got to Poland in the middle of the year when when lockdown did that trick where yeah. it all sort of the pubs all open and everyone went back to normal and we thought oh we had a go yeah um and then obviously we're back to the depression session now but um <laughs> So we've done stuff, but just all in all, this this week particularly post Christmas, I'm mm. so bored. It's no reflection on you as my lodger. Um, <laughs> sorry, sorry, um, person that I live with. And, um, it is a
2: reflection on me. I am so boring. I'm. I'm. I mean, I'm boring at the best of times, but this has just taken it out of me. I haven't. I left the bed at twelve thirty today to go for a walk with you to go to the bank, and that was. That was that interesting day.
0: And how fucking rubbish was that? It was really I enjoy shit. your company, but even so, just <laughs> you know, when like you, you know, real life, you go and meet someone, and you come back, and and you tell me about your day or yeah. your night, and and vice versa, and we see each other a lot less. But we have so much to talk about. Mm. There's nothing, but I mean, listen to the state of this conversation. Like, it's, <laughs> it, this is indicative of the whole fucking year. It's been so shit, honestly. Like, I don't know who to. to position this too but you know the the whoever powers the world
2: <laughs> the person who plugs in the plug into yeah. the world socket
0: N- never do this again <laughs> this was so shit
2: god that was a long intro talk through your list
0: well i wrote a really quick list of what we did in season 1 and season 2 mm-hmm. um so i can just rattle through them if you like and you can interrupt me to sort of (laughs) shout opinions i love that
2: you've written that down it's like the list is on our website you could have just
0: i'm quite analog i know you are someone that co-hosts a podcast
2: i love it so even though this is the end of series two uh we've been running just over a year haven't we i think we started Mm. december 2019 and now we're about to approach january 2021 and we've done two series in that time um I think we'll sort of talk through some of our highlights, our favourite books um, on our website, dabblersbookclub.com. You'll see the list of all the books we've read over the last two series. And you'll also see we've got our guest special with Nadia and we've got a guest special coming up next uh, month as well. We'll say who that is. That's uh, Jess Impiazzi, who uh, mm. is a writer and model and guests on Loose Women and all these sorts of things. Quite, she has... quite glamorous for us. It is,
0: and she got quite a story. Um, yeah. We had a really good chat, so looking forward to releasing that.
2: Let's have a quick glance over the books of series one and two. We don't need to read every single one out, but what were your highlights? What were your favourite ones?
0: Right. Well, the third episode that we did was Fahrenheit 451 uh, by Ray Bradbury. I had already read this. I'd read it when I was in Estonia, Mm. working my more interesting aforementioned job, Um, (laughs) which is lovely because it was winter and it's a trippy place, the Baltics. Mm. Um, And I love this book and I was so excited for you to read it and for us to talk about it. But if I remember rightly... You weren't having it,
2: uh, yeah. That was one of those like the concept writing just did my head, and mm. it, I mean, it was, yeah, it was fine, and and ve- and very much an important book, and it has stuck with me, especially you know with the year we've had and yes. everything about sort of government and um, control and all that kind of thing. Um, so yeah, as a concept, great, uh, but. The book itself, the writing itself, didn't really particularly please me. However, it has stuck with me more than books that I have rated higher than up, So that's interesting. It,
0: it's funny you say about, you know, this year, because I think all these big dystopian propagandas, so I'm thinking this, Brave New World, 1984, um, there's probably loads more and I've probably read some of them. So important now mm. for, you know, people that aren't questioning the government. I don't yeah. want to sound too, uh, is it tinfoil hat? take or, the yeah. vaccine. <laughs> yeah, no, no, God. Do not, take the vaccine, uh, yeah, please. yeah. yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> I had Especially a chat. you, Grandma.
0: I had a chat with my friend Matt today, and we were talking about espresso martinis. Yeah. And I said that that's how I'd like to take the vaccine.
2: <laughs> that's a good idea. Yeah. 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 Why don't we get to drink vaccines? In I'm sure there is a well, proper uh, scientific reason. Put it order. in Stella, and everybody <laughs> saying
0: they're not going to take it would just have it by accident. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying spike everyone who's anti-vax, oh, it, but
2: hilarious. The yeah, um, I mean, this year has really kind of shown us who people are but at the same time can you ever be a real person if it's so performative can you ever be authentic online when you know you've got an audience and also when putting across certain messages will attract a certain audience and so then that validates the fact that you're Mm. saying something one way or the other so yeah it's all a bit
0: Well, yeah, well, I've said this to you before. um, Let's not make ourselves as angry as we did in the Queen's Gambit episode. But people with some quite intolerant opinions, Mm. be they very liberal or very right wing, I think a lot of these people would not say it to your face in a bar. No. Do you know no, what I mean? These yeah. people who like, you know, cancel people and whatever. I think it is.
2: It is in real life. We're all much nicer and all much more repressed in a healthy way yeah. as we should be. We are British. <laughs> we are British. Keep it inside. And yeah, and I think the social media is just... Well, it started out as like... It was kind of a way for everyone to be a bit funny, wasn't mm. it? You sort of say what you're thinking. And actually, a lot of people have very amusing thoughts and things that happen during the day and anecdotes to share and stuff. And it all sort of starts out a bit like that. And then it becomes, I'm going to tell you my opinion about something. But then it's, oh, well, I know that certain people will respond well to this opinion. So I'll say more of this opinion, even though actually it takes up about five percent of my brain space. But because it attracts 50% of my likes, I will make this mm. be a really big part of my online persona when actually it's barely exists in my day-to-day life right back to the books (laughs) anything
0: else of season one
2: a tender is the flesh i think was uh was brilliant yes that's one of my like it was so gruesome and so powerful if you haven't read it yet honestly do what you what you're waiting for it's such a good book
0: it's a cold cold book cold Um, yeah if
2: ever a book can make you feel cold mm. then that this is it yeah. it's it's brilliant such a great writer such a great concept um and you you feel it physically in your body mm-hmm. like you re- you have very physical reactions to this book as as you read it i loved it I yeah so i thought
0: good. that was really really good and i think we scored it well too mm. my absolute favorite from that series though was my sister the serial killer
2: ah by Ian oh, yincan braithwaite
0: yeah that's just an absolute like Banging, banging mm, story. Yeah. It was just I just oh. mentors. <laughs> yeah, absolutely crackers. Really fucking fun. Great characters. Yeah. Um basically a girl and her sister on a murder cleanup.
2: Yeah, and not a word wasted as well. Just yeah. so well written and every sentence was powerful and just packed so much and um and also what I loved about it is that it was so a lot of the sort of literary fiction we've read this year. Um, when it is literary fiction and if the writing is quite sparse I'm thinking of like how much of these hills is gold Mm. I'm thinking of uh, burnt sugar sometimes that can make it difficult to read Yeah. um, and you're sort of clambering through sentence by sentence but with My Sister the Serial Killer it was like it felt so easy to read yet it Mm. did so much work every sentence worked so hard without you having to work hard as a reader which I really appreciated.
0: Yeah, I agree. Fly through is how I yeah. like to describe those. Because I think if I remember correctly, all the chapters were really short mm. and it just meant you were going from scene to scene to scene. And, and like you said, everything moved it along. Yeah. Um, oh, but you didn't feel like work.
2: you were missing out on description or anything like that. It was like, no, it's all there. You could really picture it. And that is, I mean, that's a sign of a fucking brilliant writer.
0: Yeah, so if you hadn't read it... um, So two quite short ones, actually. Tender as
2: the Flesh and My Sister the Serial Killer, yeah. Um, Yeah. And then series two. Oh, okay. So this was Your Choice, The Collector, by Mm -hmm. John Fowles. John Fowles. Fowles, Fowles, (laughs) Fowles, yeah. And it was, yeah, I was really surprised by how much I loved this
0: book. I was dead chuffed that you liked it because... I did think, you know, man kidnaps young girl. I thought, you <laughs> no, don't, no, you don't right. love this subject matter whenever <laughs> I put it your.
1: I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood f. Ass-
0: but yeah, how well written, how like, tense. Whenever you
2: put it my way, every week. Um, so
0: John Fowles, who kept a girl in his basement.
2: Sure. Yeah, so brilliant. Um, really pulled apart uh, sexual um, dynamics and relationship dynamics in the in such an extreme way. So it gives you this uh, young, beautiful woman being kidnapped by this butterfly collector um, who's won a lot of money and, and finds a way to... Uh, to basically a her in his basement. And what's really interesting, it goes into all the manipulation on both sides and how she's manipulating him for her survival. And for me, obviously, the mm. feminist uh, in me is going, oh my God, this is women in real life all over the world every day. But hey, yeah, that, I mean, I think it's a fantastic book.
0: Good. I was so pleased you liked it. Um, I would like to give a shout out to Death at Intervals, which was the fourth episode of this series. Oh, yeah. It was our first guest we had our friend ricardo benito who we have both known for many years uh, this is a book he loves and was keen for us to read so not only did i enjoy reading the book but it was great to hear from rick mm-hmm. about uh, the writer and how important he has been for years in portugal yeah. and also for rick to tell us like what makes him tick and stuff it's you know, it's why I wanted to do a podcast like this. It mm. reminded me of when you were in Paris and I came and visited you and some of the people you were studying with would go to the pub yeah. and, and chat. And we talked
2: about books. Chat about and books. books, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I was like, I like
0: this. So it's wicked have Rick on. One thing I would like to say is I've since read Blindness. Oh, yeah. Um, which isn't really a prequel or a sequel to Death in Intervals, but it is in a it's sort part of... part of the series. Isn't well, it? it's in a trilogy. Mm. Um, and I actually think that's even better. Mm. So I really enjoyed that. It's on the shelf upstairs if you fancy it.
2: Thank you, Ricardo, for being our guest on uh, on that episode. Hopefully we'll have you on again. Next one. Oh, my goodness me. Did this hit me in the heart for a good few weeks. This is George Orwell's Keep the Aspidistra Flying. And, yeah, it basically explained everything about my situation to me in the words that I hadn't been able to find. So it's all about creativity and poverty and... Um, avoiding being part of the system and you know working for the man and all that kind of thing and you you read it a while ago and then reread it didn't you for the podcast
0: i read it when i was at uni Mm -hmm. um when i was probably in a bit more of a position to relate to the author Mm -hmm. i was probably counting the pennies a bit more um it is well i think george orwell is probably my favorite writer Mm -hmm. and i think this is one of my favorite books if i was gonna write my top five this would definitely (laughs) be in it Um, So, again, I mean, it looks like I've done quite a few recommendations this series, Mm -hmm. but I was really pleased that you liked it.
2: Yeah, I mean, I didn't know whether I had either found my spirit animal or had found just another set of excuses for for not achieving anything (laughs) Um, when, you know, when you don't have money and you're trying to be creative and how difficult that is. But ultimately, you know, you have to you have to pick a path
0: well I'm conscious of being a bit male heavy in series Mm -hmm. 2 here but the one that stuck up to me was Ask the Dust by John Mm Fante I'd wanted to read it for a long time because I knew it was Bukowski's big uh, inspiration Um, and yeah it made for a really curious chat because I just loved the book I think you, I mean, you'll tell me in a sec, but you really liked it. Yeah. But it made you hate Bukowski more because you're like that that's yeah. a fucking phony you are. You're yeah, a phony yeah. version of your hero. <laughs> Whereas I just like it and I think Bukowski's taken an influence and yeah. done it in his own way.
2: No, I don't. I, I think, bless Bukowski, the reason I dislike him so much is because of the people I've met who like Bukowski. It's like you are all. Me. Except you. <laughs> other, other people. I don't know if I said this last time, but yeah, uh, on a night out, a guy had like some poetry on his arm and he told my friend who is an editor, um, he told her, oh, it's a poem by Bukowski. Uh, He's a poet and a writer. And she's like, I fucking know who Bukowski is. You absolute (laughs) twat. And it's like, that was my introduction really to Bukowski Mm -hmm. before you decided you wanted to read a poem to my uni friends about a 15-year-old girl in blue jeans or whatever he's, else he's written. Um,
0: yeah, but I was doing that for like a shock factor, I'm the joke.
2: I get it. No, no I got I what you were doing. I got yeah. what you are doing. Oh, yeah. It was just a chance to see if people would feel uncomfortable. But,
0: but people wouldn't be laughed, that they would think I was just being horrible and reading a horrible thing. They wouldn't get that. Again, was... I think
2: it's a fascinating exercise in how closely do we hold on to our values of read anything you want write anything you like like it's very we're very quick to go oh no you can't say that because it makes us uncomfortable I think most people have a limit even though we all sort of say we ultimately believe in complete and utter freedom of expression a lot of people do not
0: no no apart from your friend Sinead who, oh, she was who, who, up who is such a good laugh. And she went and signed me up and they called my name. And they said, Hey, you got a poem to read us? I was like, fuck, what have you done? <laughs> no, I, I backed out of that like nobody's business.
2: Um, but anyway, that's probably why I don't like Bukowski. And then, yeah, I read John Fante and I, I, I really loved him. Um, I mean, they're your real special shout outs. I've got a couple more. Yeah. Normal People Really Enjoyed That by Sally Rooney. Um, and we put that out just before the BBC um, aired their series which is why we had a good spike in listeners so thank you very much if you've joined us from the normal people episode
0: i was about to say that was good for the podcast it really uh, was. Yeah. and i sent because i thought my mum would enjoy that book and i ordered her a copy which she read and i said right now you gotta to listen to my podcast mm-hmm. and she, listened. Um, she listened she listened She the whole time she thought i was gonna say some shit about her which i don't know why i would <laughs> <laughs> but, <laughs> but she did yeah, yeah listen, listen yeah. to the
2: podcast Mum. i trash you um and then, yeah, uh, Fleischman is in Trouble by Taffy bradesa Ackner. I thought was fucking brilliant. Also, Crawdads.
0: Yeah. Crawdads was really Crawdads cool. was fantastic. And that's super popular. Like, I've, yeah. uh, Not our podcast, sorry. I mean... Um, the book. The, the book. <laughs> I see a lot of randoms, you know, on Instagram when I'm scrolling through, people are reading that book.
2: Yeah. I can't believe just how many books it's sold. It's mental. It's like four million, five million <laughs> or
0: something Wow. Crazy. And it is, like, seriously good.
2: It's a really good book. Um, I, I thought Fleischman is in Trouble, though, was very, very clever. I loved the way um, Bradessa Ackner sort of wraps you around her little finger, basically. You you start on one side, and then you realise what it's actually all about. And I thought mm. it was fucking brilliant. It's so clever. Really good. And then I actually really loved Queen's Gambit that we read as yeah. well. Um, you did, didn't you? So what other books have you read this year, though, that you really enjoyed? Because I've barely read any.
0: <laughs> well... I've written another list of these. Oh, go on. Um, a few highlights. Um, so I read a couple of Greg Bears. Mm-hmm. Uh Greg Bear is a sci-fi author. I'm not massive on my sci-fi, but I do like him. read one called Moving Mars, which is all about the citizens of Mars having to move the planet to get away from Earth fucking them up. As you do. And the other one was about Forge of God, which is where the Earth is going to get fucked up mm-hmm. and Earth all disappears in spaceships. They have to, like, abandon the planet. It's that kind of thing. And... Like you say, this sounds like the sort of stuff that like World of Warcraft nerds listen, like would, would read. Mm-hmm. Um, but actually, I sort of got into him by accident and read a couple of really good ones by him this year. I think if you're not into sci-fi, like me, I'm not, but would like to read something very different, Greg Bear is a good place to be. Mm-hmm. Um, I read some Haruki Murakami, uh-huh. which we spoke to...
2: Uh, Nadia. Nadia. Magazine yeah. about as well, yeah. And we, we didn't
0: really get into it, but um, IQ 84, which is a huge brick one of a book, Q84. yeah. It is, <laughs> I got it wrong. Um, yeah, 1Q 84, which is a huge, huge brick of a book. Um, boy and girl, uh, was it dual narrative? So you do a chapter on him, chapter on her, chapter on him, chapter on her, very sort of trippy alternate reality, and slowly their stories kind of marry up until towards the end they spoiler alert they meet and get together <laughs> um, but yeah it just really takes you to a lot of places um, and then uh, just one more this is a non-fiction um, by Charles Nickel called The Fruit Palace that mm. I really really enjoyed reading um, it's kind of like a Louis Theroux John Ronson style explanation of the cocaine trade in mm. South America and I also recommended it to a friend and it just like, really makes you want to go to America and start trafficking drugs <laughs>
2: Always want to do that.
0: Yeah did Did you read any uh, did any, I read crackers any this year? other
2: books? Um, I think I must have read a few, but I've forgotten them. One book I read was uh, Dorno Porter, um, so lucky, um, which is really like a fun, nice read. Um, is that a fiction? It's a fiction. Yeah, it's very positive, very sort of happy. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, uh, yeah, and that was a nice sort of escapist book, which is not to um talk down her writing. She's a very, very good writer. Um, it's very commercial fiction and just very enjoyable. Um, a good characterisation. Yeah, I sort of flew through that book.
0: Was um, that the one with the pink donut on the front?
2: Yes, yeah, the pink donut on the front. Um other than that, I don't I can't <laughs> I don't I don't think I would have read without um without this podcast. I must have read some others. Well it's serving its purpose. Yeah, it is. I mean that's the whole point, isn't it? Is to keep me reading and it is by the skin yeah. of my teeth.
0: And to stop me reading just men. So yeah. we're, both, <laughs> we're, both <doing laughs> we're both doing it. I
2: mean, yeah, to have read over twenty books in a year is that's a good thing for me. I've always sort of read in in bursts, so yeah. this sort of helps keep it a little bit more regular. But that is one of my news resolutions, obviously, to mm-hmm. um, maybe try to read just to read one every fortnight, as we need to be doing for this podcast. What about you? Do you have any bookish news resolutions?
0: I'll keep reading them. Keep um, reading. <laughs> I was actually going to read a little bit more Mm non-fiction next year I've gone very fiction heavy in recent years completed my Dickens challenge this year actually which was to read all the major (laughs) works of Charles Dickens before I turned 30 completed it around May a few months ahead of schedule which I'm pretty chuffed with
2: I was actually thinking maybe my resolution for 21 could be to read A. Dickens because I've only ever read abridged versions when I was a kid.
0: Ah, well, I maybe know that's someone that's read them all, if you want some <laughs> recommendations. So I'm going to try and do some more nonfiction. I've actually just ordered a bunch of books off the back of Christmas and one of them is that book called Why We Sleep mm-hmm. that everybody is reading. It's like Crawdads, you just see it everywhere. Yeah. Um, how do I say this without sounding like a twat? I can't. Um, <laughs> everyone who's sort of like a bit of a hipster, the sort of people that go on holiday to Reykjavik...
2: Yeah,
0: <laughs> right. Those those, those fuckers. They they all seem to read it. However, it does sound really interesting, and I've become fascinated by rest and sleep. Maybe it's because I get I sort of sleep more regularly these days. But Me too. for years I didn't. I'm so. a
2: terrible sleeper at the moment. Really, just
0: awful, awful sleeper. Well, let's find out why in this book.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Can't wait. Well that was our roundup for 2020 the year that should never have been but was uh, but we managed to keep reading throughout it just We're going to put together our next series now over the next couple of weeks and we will keep you updated with what we've got coming up. Thank you so much for listening along with us this year, especially if you've been with us since the beginning. This is a bit of a passion project, but hopefully we'll step it up a bit more in the new year. Curtis is itching to watch the football now.
0: I'd be like, yeah, Liverpool kick off in 15 minutes (laughs) and wrap this shit up (laughs) and come back next series. Thanks
2: so much. We hope you had a great Christmas and have a fantastic new year. Here's to a better 2021.
0: Yes, bye.